Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? Ads. What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. gentlemen welcome to supernatural selection i'm your host kevin the bastard this week it is weekend weird special report <laughs> with me tonight or mike the skeptic mike how are you i'm up in this balloon todd i can't see my house from here look out here comes a sidewinder oh shit and uh we also have mr david davis david how are you Hello, Tom. I'm here at the buffet. I don't know why you sent me here, but uh, I'm here to report on the UFOs. I would like you to bring me back some hash browns, David. Smothered or covered? Yes. (laughs) Good answer. Thank you. Seriously, we were going to do an episode, and then, well, this fucking week happened, and uh, (laughs) we we felt we would be remiss if we didn't just jump straight into this stuff. Uh, So, heard any news about balloons lately, boys? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's been a fun one i know tur- 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 turns out ufos are balloons all right let's go home you know what they've been, over. they've been saying that since roswell and while yes the first one was a balloon i still don't believe it so well, uh, we, we, we need to use the right parlance it's uh uaps again i'm the paranormal curmudgeon this is a ufo no it was flying it was unidentified and, and it it's was an some object. form of object. Yes. Well, it, it was identified after they shot it down. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, well the, the first one. The, the balloon was oh. identified. The first balloon was identified as a balloon before they shot it down. The others yes. are still kind of we don't, not quite knowing what they're yeah, about. We don't know what they are. We don't know what they're about. And they're not Chinese. All, the only thing that really concrete that's been said about them is they're about the length of a Volkswagen. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the first one was shot down, when was that, like... Um, last fr- Thursday? Last Thursday or Friday, somewhere yeah. in there. About a week ago. Mm-hmm. It was a shot down over... it. Well, it crossed over American airspace, yeah, like, it, fucking all of it. Yeah, it entered uh, of northern Alaska, crossed over through Canada, parts of, like, Canada and... Then over the American Midwest and out through the butthole that is the Carolinas. Yep, popped right out, pooped it into the ocean, and then they shot it down. Mm. Uh, Okay, I do have a record of the uh, incidents. Mm -hmm. Oh, good, good, yes. Let's go over that. Okay, so, um, all right, they're starting from the latest to the first, so I'm going to start with the first. 
Um, so on February 4th, there was one off the coast of South Carolina. That, that was shot down there, but that was it crossed over. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just reading that. I'm reading yeah. the headings on the page. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Thank um, you. February 10th, Alaskan coast. February 11th, Yukon, Canada. And February 12th, Lake Huron. So that's four so, total. So, so and this article, uh, which I posted in the chat, has a um, I'm sorry, the, the host chat. It has like details on location, altitude, size and shape, what shot it down, etc. Right. And they were all shot so, down with Sidewinder missiles. So that's a thing. Or at least most. Which, of them. which seems like overkill for a fucking balloon. Well, I, so well, if you got them. So at least in the case of the actual balloon, um, Canada did an intercept in like. I think it was the early 2000s. They did an intercept of uh, another balloon like this. And mm-hmm. they shot it with, I think they said some like 10,000 rounds of ammunition <laughs> from one of their planes. Christ. So the problem is a lot of these balloons are either uh, zero pressure balloons or very low pressure balloons. Right. So the, mm. the envelope. And if you ever seen them launch. They're you not see, taut. Well, yeah, you can see like it basically looks like a bubble of air uh-huh. in this giant, you know, trash bag. Yes. And as it goes higher and higher, the envelope, you know, expands because the gas is yeah. expanding in it. It's kind of like bringing it, the lower it gets, it's like bringing a, uh, a deep water fish to the surface where it sags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, once it gets to altitude, the pressure in the envelope is close. Well, some of some balloons are actually like, completely zero pressure in that there's the pressure is exactly the same inside the envelope as it is in the outside air. Right. And most, and some of them are just, you know, very close. And if you puncture holes in it, it well, stays it's not going to pop because there's so little pressure. So it d- all it's yeah. going to do is lose gas and sink a little bit until it hits a, a homeostasis point where it's just not going to care that there's holes. And plus, yeah. you know, this thing's the size of a stadium. Mm-hmm. So if you have little bitty holes all over it, well, yeah, with air. Barely, no, we're talking about the Chinese one. Well, right? yeah, that's the, 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 the first, first one. one. Yeah. So, the so there is a balloon. There is a, and I thought the exact same thing when I first heard that, you know, they were intercepted with a missile. I'm like that sounds like a bit overkill, but the more I read into it, the more it yeah. makes sense that, you know, yeah. at least with a, an explosive warhead, um, one is throwing a lot of shrapnel, so that's and uh, causing also a very big concussive wave. Mm-hmm. So it's tearing the balloon, and also kind of that concussive wave will you know push that hole open. Right. And in the case of you know the footage from the the first balloon, the I guess we'll just call it the Chinese balloon because it's the only one we know the actual origins of so far. Yes. Um, it the, the missile seemed to explode between the payload and the envelope. And it looks like it cut whatever wires were holding the payload away and it started falling first. Right. Mm-hmm. So is, but now the other objects that are smaller, now, maybe they, um, okay. So the first one was also intercepted at an altitude of like, what was it? 60,000, 60,000 feet. feet. Yeah. Which, which is, is 60, higher 000, yeah. than your typical, yeah. Air, uh, airlines. Airliners usually run 30 to 40,000 feet. Right. Um, and says so 60, the, these other objects have all been around 40,000 feet. So they have been, and they, at, po- they pose a danger to air traffic. Air traffic so yeah. now um, the want, latest sorry, one, the latest one was around 20,000 feet. Yeah. Ooh, even then okay. that's still, 
Yeah, it's still low. danger. I mean, you've got oh, yeah, like yeah. non-commercial flights go that low. Mm-hmm. Like a Piper Cub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're like ten to twenty. A single engine civilian, or general yeah. aviation, not civilian, but general aviation aircraft. Uh, I think they usually top out about if they don't have any kind of like pressurization. Well, pressurization or uh, forced induction of the engine, they usually top out at fifteen to twenty thousand feet. Right. Altitude. So, yeah, all they of these like, were in bad spots to be caught in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say that the balloons, these, uh, you know, the, it's like the weather balloons that you see. Uh, they look like upside-down nut sacks. Or, or kind of jellyfishy. Sure, yeah, that too. I kind of <laughs> like my nut sack analogy, but still. Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't see a nut sack and a jellyfish looking identical at all. Um, well, it depends I mean, What's wrong on, with your nut sack, dude? Do we, do we want to go there? <laughs> No, no. Okay. I, There's I not, not, right. There weren't enough hair on the balloon for that. Yeah, that's right, true. Exactly. You, yeah. Mm. Not enough wrinkles. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so uh, the first one, again, Chinese uh, balloon of some type. Uh, they're saying, uh, no, no, it wasn't a spy balloon. It's probably a spy balloon at that at that height. Um, I mean, not necessarily. It, I'll, I'll still reserve... Do you think it could be like a nuclear listening balloon like we used in the uh, 50s? I mean, it's anything's possible. Probably not because that that uh, satellites really do well for that. Sure. If it was any kind of actual spy balloon, um, more than likely it was either be, you know, some form of uh, camera platform because, you know, it. Being dramatically closer right. than satellites just means you can get better resolution photos, right? Or uh, some form of signal intelligence, which, which could be trying to get either you know a recording uh, radio, yeah, which yeah. you can do from orbit too. But if it's, it's trying, easier in the atmosphere, say if it's trying to get between you know point to point communication, say you know yeah. intercept lines of communication from a the ground to say a satellite without right whereas you know trying to get that from a satellite you'd be maneuvering a satellite close and you'd be like tipping off the you know us that you're trying to pick up our shit which uh, this also this whole situation is really led me to understand how useful balloons are in this sort of thing oh i mean Mm -hmm. you know you don't think about balloons being used that often but heck any uh any orbital space launch they're sending up weather balloons to judge how the uh, upper atmosphere winds are doing fair enough um usually they're on they're on they don't have like a payload they're just basically you know watching the balloon right maybe they'll have like a transponder or something but now now these balloons the uh like for example the first one um right now this is probably gonna be really uh, a stupid question but was that that wasn't helium was it uh yes in general, general, your high altitude balloons are helium because it's okay. got to be lighter than air, so it can get yeah. that high. Yeah, right. I mean, think high... of all the helium that just got wasted. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, helium. I, I, I don't know because they're they're having a hard time filling uh, helium orders at Dollar Trees for those balloons they sell. Well, yeah, but that's here in the U.S. Well, okay, so okay. An interesting pr- uh, fact about helium is it's so light that any heat we can't harvest helium out of the atmosphere. Because any helium released into the atmosphere actually 
leaves the atmosphere because into it goes space. straight out of yeah yeah because it, it it's so lo- light yeah it gets lost mm-hmm. into space man aliens are gonna be coming here and there's just gonna be this orc cloud of yeah. fucking happy birthday balloons <laughs> surrounding it, it, the it, earth it, you know it'll literally sound like that part of purple people eater where the alien actually talks oh uh, yes <laughs> are you gonna join a rock and roll band we've come to to conquer you nobody can take you seriously and I think actually you couldn't can't use hydrogen for these kind of balloons because it's fucking the, flammable. Well, for not, not that, but but the fact that the the membranes are thin, that hydrogen would just kind of like leave. Oh. You can't. Mm. It takes something a little more substantial to uh, hold hydrogen. Where like like this, a like a large zeppelin yeah, with the, like aluminum. Well, yeah, the zeppelins were yeah. like multi layers of material, whereas the quite the, flammable. These weather balloons are kind of, they're polyethylene, so they're basically trash bags, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit mm-hmm. thicker trash bags. Right. They're not, they're not, uh, now, you know, latex like a party balloon or now something. Now, we've, we've talked about the balloons. I, I kind of want to talk about the other ones. The, yeah. Uh, so. the, that's the stuff that the conspiracy theorists are really jumping on because they haven't said what it is. They haven't said it's a balloon. All we know is it's a si- they're the size of a Volkswagen. The one photo I've seen from, like, a civilian looks like, um, I don't know, Mike, you said it looked kind of like the the thing at the bottom of the screen from uh, Break, Super Breakout. Yeah, Breakout or Arkanoid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Arkanoid is actually the one that kind of had the, the ends look kind of, yeah. like, had, like, it, rings on the ends. Okay, here's the thing. It looks like the thing they break in half to activate a light cycle Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Tron movies. That's what it looks like. But, but also, I've heard reports that at least one of them was octagonal. Ooh, <laughs> octagonal. Yeah. How interesting. David, what have you got on the timeline about these? Is there anything well, in particular they've talked about? Well, um, let's see. So for, yeah, for February 10th off the Alaskan coast, that one's about the size of a small car. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the February 11th one. Now, the February 12th one, you were right, it was octagonal structure, but they also said there were strings hanging off of it, but no discernible payload. Hmm. And um, that one is the only one that was shot down with a F-16. The others were F-22s, which I believe for those F-22s, it was some of the first action they'd had. From, from now, the I, F-22, is that the Raptor? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, but uh, I think I, I read a discussion where they were discussing that, and uh, I think there was like a Syrian air-to-air kill. But yes, okay. it, but, okay. that, but <laughs> it is probably... <laughs> kills two, three, and four for the uh, airframe. Yeah, so some, some people were because I, you know, was following discussion, people were suggesting that, like, the uh, the pilots were going to get balloons tattooed on their kill markers <laughs> or get, get little balloons. Oh. It's very, very I, funny. I saw a picture of one with a balloon, but I'm pretty sure it was a Photoshop. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I, I hope they do that because that's pretty funny that, like... Oh, yeah, no, I would definitely, yeah. and I'd have, like, a party balloon. <laughs> or, or, like, a balloon dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they were all the same missile, the AIM 9X Sidewinder. Which, yeah. But, I mean, that's what they're armed with. Well, so... And the, the it might, AIM, yeah, explain why they use a, a, a Sidewinder. So the AIM 9X, well, the X just means it's like that's, the newer version. Needless um, to say, we've been talking about this at work. So the AIM mm-hmm. series of is just a, the America's air-to-air missiles... You have like seven, nine, and there's a couple of different other ones. 
but the nine is kind of one of the oldest like types. It's a heat seeking missile. It's very thin, small, um, very relatively inexpensive. I think they quoted the current price is like 400,000 per, uh, missile dollars. Mm. That is it's a lot to pop but a balloon. It, it works because a lot of the other missile types are either radar guided or, um, optically guided. Whereas the aim nine being, uh, infrared, it, you know, tracks heat. It's called a heat seeking missile for, you know, that, that reason, but it doesn't have to be a hot object. Really. It looks it can, for temperature variation. Yeah. It's right. just, it just has to be something hotter than the background and a balloon in the sunlight will, you know, have a good bit of warmth to it. So, and also being a, the, the air to air missiles also not really designed to hit the target and kill it. In fact, most of the time you want the missile to just barely miss and the uh, warheads are designed to, you know, blow out and throw shrapnel in all directions or sometimes mm-hmm. even throw shrapnel in a particular direction and uh, achieve a kill that way. Yeah. Okay. See, I'd, I always wondered about that. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I do have another article that I, I just have a couple sections I think that are relevant and can kick off some stuff for us here. Um, this is from the article, What Are These Mystery Objects That U.S. Fighter Jets Keep Shooting Down from Space.com? Right. Um, it was published about three days ago, so it's about as up-to-date as anything we have right now. Right. Um, okay, this section's called Low Information Zone. It'll be linked in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> Balloons are a common source of pilot reports for UFOs slash UAPs. West said, for example, a wayward balloon is the likely explanation for the famous Go Fast UFO video released in 2018, which seems to show an object moving at high speed over the ocean, but actually right. shows a much slower object. We had talked about that when we yeah. had covered. Um, yeah, that's, that's not the. Is that the Tic Tac video or the Nimitz video? Um, let me open it real quick to check. I mean, I know the one you're talking about. It's an object moving yeah. over the water, not the one being tracked in the sky. Yes, yes, yes that's the one. Uh, the one that, yeah, where the, yeah. So, um, UFO, uh, UFO report, uh, reports emerge, he said, from low information zone or LIZ, the set of conditions where an object is just too far away, small, fast, blurred out, or out of focus to determine what exactly it is. Um, so, uh, the, a quote from this gentleman, um, NORAD's radar has always had a significant LIZ where radar returns of low quality, uh, or that resembled birds, balloons, or other airborne clutter have been filtered out as distractions to the primary mission of detecting incoming conventional aircraft and missiles. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. So the furor over um, large Chinese balloons has prompted NORAD to modify or eliminate these filters to attempt to better capture similar incursions. This has resulted in low-information objects being selected from the uh, LIZ for investigation. Many of these will be innocuous items like stray balloons, potentially even of U.S. origin. Some items may be previously undetected. Uh, adversary incursions West added disambiguating these will represent a significant challenge unfortunately the perceived need to take rapid action will result in expensive and dangerous shoot downs of a variety of objects based on limited information so um, this is all connecting back to for me like number one we saw we kind of saw this coming when we did the congressional UAP thing and we had talked extensively about how like the major concern is that these are you know foreign 
objects. Not to name names. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think the funniest thing to me now is now it's like, okay, well, we turn off the filter and it's like, oh, shit. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things they said is um, that I found interesting is the, well, we're not saying it's not aliens, but we don't think mm-hmm. it's aliens. And I'm like, it better not be. Yeah. We're. If they're aliens and we're just like shooting them down, well, fuck them. We're right. gonna have a bad time. Unless we've had experience with these guys before, and it's like they came, they drank up all our beer, stole all our smokes, and slept with my wife. Kill them. But um, there, there's one thing somebody was saying that this is being used as a distraction from the derailments. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, I've yeah, seen that's... that. I mean, that happens every time there's, like, potentially adjacent conspiracies. Coincidence is the breeding ground of conspiracy. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't help that the news cycle is just so... uh, What would would you call it? Just Perpetual. Not perpetual. Well, it is perpetual. It's flighty. It it Mm -hmm. just... Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Just jumping back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, first... Oh, there's a derailment. Oh, no, there's some balloons. Next, you know, couple of days will be, oh, look, you know, someone set themselves on fire in a Starbucks. Uh, Joe Biden pissed blood. Yeah, yeah, it'll be just something. Yeah. So uh, just... I do have another section here that I think can uh, also, I think we should cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chatter about balloon shootdowns and the UAP talk has also caught the attention of Robert Schaefer, uh, an author, freelance writer, and skeptical investigator of all manner of bogus claims. Um, the ongoing aerial excitement involving balloons likely means one of two things that the Chinese have just now dramatically increased their balloon launching activities or quote, uh, or that such balloons are no longer being ignored. Schaefer said, and it's more likely the latter. He points out that military pilots and other official personnel, uh, seem quite clueless about what is being seen specifically. Um, he mentions that these pilots cannot explain how the, how objects are staying in the air despite it cruising at an altitude of 40,000 feet, but he points out that, you know, an object that is lighter than air does not need propulsion to remain aloft. Yeah. But he but he does note that in recent years, the Chinese have developed small inflatable drones that could account for some of these. Um, so I, I think the big takeaway here is it's a number of things. It's not any one prevailing thing. Like, sure. Um, I'm, I'm sure, like, taking off the filter and realizing how much shit we pumped into the air is probably a significant part of that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I imagine like every nation has their inflatable drones at this point. Sure. Yeah. I, I just wish they were like shark shaped. Right. Oh yeah. Those. <laughs> yeah. You know, the ones, the yeah. big balloons that look like sharks with a, with a drone inside them. You just fly mm-hmm. them around the house. Well, they, they, they're, they're basically, you know, little mini, Goodyear blimps because they yes. have just little propellers and they're yeah. adorable. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But, um, so I think the current kind of consensus, at least until more facts come out, is that these were probably like either educational or, you know, other, you know, business or well, we such. Know, so far, the establishment does believe that the second, third, and fourth objects were not Chinese. Yes. So now the first one was definitely oh, yeah, yeah. Chinese because, because China was like, "Can we ever balloon back?" And we said, "No." 
Okay, now, did they also find a piece of paper with a fortune on it? Oh. That's... That's, that's not racist, but it's more like stereotypical. <laughs> it's not racist, but I don't like it, whatever well, it is. He, well, here's the thing. You don't even get the fortunes anymore. The last time, uh, the last fortune cookie I got had a, uh, no, not a crypto ad, a um, sports betting ad. What the what like, fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Now my fortune cookies are either ads for crypto with like messages like you should invest in your future. Like that's literally what they and give you. Bitcoin. Or, yeah, or, or then the other one was like for some sort of sports betting thing, like your luck is going to change or something like that. So again, yeah, that's it's just uh, wow. It hurts me. It wow, really hurts me. Man, California sucks. Is that like See, just a a small from a small restaurant or is it like a chain? No, it's it's from a small. I mean, I know they all, but you know, I know they all buy the fortune cookies jumbo from, bag yeah. from mm-hmm. a place but i was just wondering yeah you know i, I mean it, last yeah. few i've gotten have been from panda express and yeah they, they've still been you know fortune. although a couple of the last ones i've gotten the fortune was just ba- like you, you couldn't even legally say the fortune was in the cookie it's like hanging out oh, mostly yeah. it's like a I, the cookie has a like flag. a hemorrhoid so, so so nobody eats them yeah, uh, yeah probably because somebody it. probably ate some of the paper and then they were like well, what are we yeah, what are we? Yeah. What are we gonna do about this? Because this could give it, get us an illegal problem somehow. Yeah. Hey, the last one I got said I was going to die alone and afraid with the scorn of the public. Is that normal? Um, you, sh- you should stop going to the uh, the uh, adversarial Chinese place. Yeah, I heard those were the uh, misfortune cookies rolling out. Oh right, okay. That's you, fair. You, you shouldn't have run them over with your car. I didn't, but I did spit on the rug. Okay. Okay. So I don't. I don't know. The um, the octagonal one is the one I'm most interested in. The one over Lake Huron. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm like, well, I, I'm real curious about that. Like there were strings hanging from it. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, what if there had been a basket with people? <laughs> what if we what if it oh, go ahead what what if this is like the remains of a tragedy i i was gonna say what if it was dropping pennies over train tracks oh maybe it is the cause of the derailment yeah see you see what oh, i'm doing here man i'm creating it i'm creating it right now i see that wow don't do that <laughs> don't put it out there into the world that's getting in yeah, that's I, going I, to the zeitgeist we're, we're like, gonna see that on 4chan in like three days oh yeah no pennies won't derail a train i'll put enough pennies on a train rail to know that that won't happen <laughs> oh man yeah it no, just has to happen once man it's it just be has to happen once it's certainly not deregulation of the train industry and our crumbling infrastructure and trains, oh, no, not at all. And trains using brake technology from the 1920, no, 1890s. Yeah, not yeah, that all, at all. All that's silly. All no. that's silly. And, and Yeah, I had an argument with a guy today about trains and him saying it, it was China. No, the big one that I've heard recently was that fentanyl was involved. Like, they're saying that, like, the conductor was on fentanyl or something. Well, no, more than likely it's the conductor, you know, was working through, had brain fog because he had to work because he has no sick days. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, it's only long a matter story of time. Short, long story short, behead billionaires. Yep. Nope. That's it right there. Eat the rich. Yep. Yep. Hail Discordia. I also think that all this is a Bavarian Illuminati. 
just want to get that. Bavarian Illuminati. The Bavarian Illuminati. Can they fill me with cream? Yes. <laughs> yes, they would very much enjoy it. In a bad Oh, man. I, I, just want, I just want Bavarian cream I understand. in my mouth. I want hot Bavarian cream no, hot. in my mouth. Cold Bavarian cream. It's been out. I gotta uh, I stop didn't. that. <laughs> what, what the fuck was that? that I, okay, there's this joke um, about... Uh, I, I kept doing Christopher Walken going, uh, talking about going to Five Guys, going, man, I love to have Five Guys in my mouth. <laughs> you the, see, the, the, the hot that juice is always... running down my throat. The way that I always thought you calibrate your your Christopher Walken voice is you have to say you know put the watch up his ass. I was doing that earlier today. <laughs> I walked around for ten years with his watch in my ass. No, he he sounds like he runs a yeah no he sounds Jewish yeah uh, oh god yeah, yeah Kevin Kevin was wearing a wristwatch at work and he had a pocket watch on hey. It's like, so you have two watches, like, oh, I have a third. I'm like, oh, is it up your ass, like Pulp Fiction? I was like, yeah, I'm walking it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but no, uh, right. In my ass. One, one more thing about the balloons. Uh, yeah. One of my friend discords, someone, not exactly Rick rolled, but posted a link saying, here's a, here's a you know, new picture of uh, one of the you know, newer balloons that were shot down. And so I clicked the link, and it was a picture to uh, the fifth angel from Evangelion. God damn it. <laughs> you know, the, the diamond-shaped one. Yes, I'm familiar. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> when I saw that. <laughs> it is going to be funny if this is like the shitty version of Evangelion. That, it's just like... easily shot down, but, you know, this, this is yeah. how the... Uh, what was it? This is how the first impact happens. Yeah, we just kept <laughs> shooting down the less. We keep shooting down the cherubim, and then they send the Nephilim. I, I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for Ultraman to show up. Oh yeah, no, Ultraman will save us. No, Ultraman. Well, one of one of those balloons was a guy taking the kaiju to the monster graveyard, oh, and suddenly yeah. we're gonna have Ultraman running around. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that because Ultraman is Airwolf. <laughs> All right. Well. So we're going to keep an eye on this, see if any more balloon things happen in the future. You know, I, I really would like to see an F-22 up close, so should I launch a balloon just so they you can know, fly by and shoot it? Somebody said, if you want to have your own air show, <laughs> they were selling balloons by the back. Uh, now, my favorite thing going around, uh, the, my favorite meme going around with all the balloons was the... Uh, it was some dude sweating and said something about the Goodyear pilot. Yes. Getting ready for I the Super Bowl. That. <laughs> so uh, we do have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go first this time because okay. this, is, this is relative to something we talked about last week. Everyone, do you remember we talked a little bit about the Black Panthers here in Mississippi? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Magnolia State Live, published 7.50 p.m. Wednesday, March 8, 2023, by Magnolia State Live. Way to not give your writers credit. Nearly 30 more people submit Mississippi Panther sightings. In your fucking face, Mike. Yeah, buddy. And, and there, it's just big black dogs, that's all. This past weekend, Magnolia State Live posted an article about reported panther sightings in Mississippi since then. And yes, I said Mississippi. 
Since then, there have been nearly 30 more people with panther stories and big cat photos from Sardis Lake in northern Mississippi to past Christian on the Gulf Coast. Reports were scattered all over the state, but the pattern of panther reports grouped together in a few certain areas was certainly intriguing. Some of the reports were recent, while others were from decades ago. Recollections from childhood memories. But basically, it's not a very long article, but it's a lot of uh, people reporting sightings. I thought Mm -hmm. it would be like all recent, but apparently not. But there is a grouping on the coast and in northeast Mississippi and a little bit down toward the uh, southwest. But mostly down in that little dick bit that hangs down toward the gulf. So... Take that, Mike. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> sightings are not evidence. Yeah, okay, but eventually, actually, there is a photo of a a uh, panther track. That uh, it's still not evidence. It's it's the size of a human hand. It's not not definitive. Could it be could. It, it, then again, you know, it could be someone in a fursuit. Oh God, damn it! Yeah, what well, if it's just, <laughs> it's just a bunch of- out there yiffing? <laughs> Yeah, it's a colony of furries that are just like, why are people chasing us? Would it, would you know, it be there a colony? Are... Would it be a, I don't know. Pack? Uh, what do you call a group of furries? A yif. No, <laughs> you don't call it a yif. No, no, God, no. Oh, look at that yif of furries. What if it's a youf? A youf of furries. I don't know. I, I, I imagine they probably call themselves a pack. Probably, but uh, if you're, you, we would love to know your thoughts. If you want to contact us at uh, contact.supernatpod.rocks or on our yeah. Discord, or hit us up on Mastodon yeah. at supernatpod at horrorhub.club. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call a group of furries? And then also no judgments. No judgments. I don't judge, no, I don't no, judge no, furries. No. I just like the idea of just like this pack of furries living in the feral and, and woods of honestly, Mississippi. Let's also running for people. Let's I, also I, get that tip. Yeah, this is for suitors we're talking about. Furries yeah, are people okay, that suitors, are into yes. anthro style art. For suitors are the ones with the suits. I, I I got it. I got it. I got it. If they don't already have a uh, a name a, for a group, a name for a group, I have one. What's that? Okay. A romp. A romp of furries. Oh, that's so cute. I like that. <laughs> a romp, it's a romp of, furries. of furries. It has no, you know, connotation. Oh my it's god, Mike, you just nailed it. Dude, that sounds kind of fun. I love it. I am really proud of you, man. That's great. <laughs> okay, well, we need to get that out there in the zeitgeist again. That's that needs to be out there. Not you and your fucking pennies conspiracy, Jesus. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I was like, well, that's synchronistic that, like, literally the day after we did the show and before mm-hmm. the show went live, uh, the Skinwalker at work sent me this article. <laughs> We're just calling him the Skinwalker at work just until he says it's okay to say his name. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Well, that's that's my first one. Uh, Mike, what have you got? Um... Let's see. I really was. I'm usually underprepared. You're overprepared but, this week, uh, aren't you? No, actually, I'm even further <laughs> un- underprepared. Oh like, God. like severely. Like, I'm literally looking at stuff right now, and so, so, <laughs> if if you're gonna bring back 
an extinct species, what would you bring back? Oh man, the dodo. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I gotta say the dodo. Because I mean, they were they look adorable, or, and also, like honestly, mm-hmm. they've been gone long enough that people were forgetting they're delicious. Well, guess well, what? Also, well, also I want to throw out the Tasmanian tiger. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that one definitely. may not actually be extinct. Yeah, there's a possible that is an mm-hmm. actual cryptid that might actually still exist. So, mm-hmm. but if they were gonna bring back something, I'd say the dodo or the thylacine. So no, no, like you know, rap, you know. Velociraptors Fuck or no. T-Rex. Dude, They've look, made a whole or, series of movies that tell you not <laughs> to do that. Motherfucker, I know I got the hat, but I'm not... Ankylosaurus. I'm not him. Like, I, I'd uh, even be afraid of a Triceratops. I don't think we could bring oh, back... Oh, God, a, no. That's bring, a tank. I don't think we could bring back a Brontosaurus, because I don't think we have... I think I, our oxygen's too low for... Who's gonna fucking give birth to it? Yeah. Me. But, but, but you're... Well, I guess I thought I'd get different answers here, but I guess your wish is gonna come true, because a gene-editing company hopes to bring the dodo back to life. Hell yeah! I feel mixed on that. Why? Well, okay, number one, like, the dodo got fucked over, yes. Yeah. I feel really bad that happened. I feel like happened. we owe it. But number two, like, the world has gone on without it, and to bring it back again, they've made, like, four movies about, or I'm sorry, like, five movies about why you don't, like, create genetic offspring of an extinct species. Yeah, but but it's not like anybody ever ever got trampled to death by a dodo. We we don't know that. We don't know that because records aren't entirely complete from that period. It's not like, you know, and besides, like, if someone crash lands on the island and gets kicked to death by a dodo, are they going to be able to, like, write about it later? I'd like to think that the shame would carry itself through the collective unconscious. Just, and just the natives, well, the native islanders, just like, hey, you remember that white man? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well, it's God. good to see there's argument going on here because that's apparently the same thing that's going on about this. Whether we should or not, and not yeah. necessarily because a dodo would kill us, but like whether it could survive in the modern world. Well, also, like, how many of them do you bring back? Like, do you create a viable breeding population? That's a sudden whole different, like set of factors to weigh on the environment okay, where they yeah, settle those fair. things down. That's fair. Uh, I will I will concede that you, point. No, I, I totally get where you're coming with this because, yeah, it's like, number one, fuck yeah, bring the dodos back, but then it's like, oh, fuck no, don't do that. Well, what you do is you find some of those islands off the coast of California and you do it there. But there are, like, native animals there and then yeah. you just fucked up that ecosystem. Okay, well, great. We don't fucked fuck up every other... state. Motherfucker, your state's fucking with your state. What are you talking about? Don't put the dodos on the Catalina Islands. Look, I'm just... Hey, it'd be a Catalina caper. Anyway, my point uh, is... <laughs> um, Anywhere you put it is going to be a problem. So just pick somewhere. And we or, or then the you just don't fucking clone it. Oh, here's a great idea. How about we build a giant park for them? No, Dodo well, you know, Park. Look, if if you're gonna if you're Jurassic gonna Park. use this technology on anything, you should try to do it on a species that is endangered but is still out there. Well, so okay, okay. Here's one. Here's one. The passenger pigeon. Why not? You know the ones that there so, were so many of them they blacked the sky. So it's funny you should bring that up because two points here is one, uh, the. 
bird that is the closest related to the dodo that is still alive is uh-huh. in fact the pigeon. Mm-hmm. Shit. And two I what was that our point? <laughs> I was so wrapped up in talking about that point. Um <laughs> it was the salmon moose. No, it was the the, the pigeon moose. No <laughs> damn it. I always do this. Um So the pigeon. Yeah, the pigeon. Pigeons are close. That's gonna her. hurt because dodos were not. Oh, that's small. what it was. Being an egg laying species, it's relatively easier to on the uh, host or the you know the the the, the, f- the animal that's going to give birth to the newly revived species is being it's coming from an egg. There's not going to be much problem there. Whereas if you say we're going to clone. A, a woolly mammoth, mammoth mm-hmm. and have it in an elephant. Oh, that's a lot more complicated, mm-hmm. right? Um, how big were dodo eggs? I don't know. Didn't say. Like, because I'm just trying to imagine this like pigeon laying an egg that's like twice the size oh, of a normal egg. It's, I don't think it's gonna be that big. Because they, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't even know how big a oh, dodo fuck. was. Okay, no size I, I of gotta, a cantaloupe gotta... melon and weighing three point yes. five pounds. Put that in a pigeon. <laughs> That's well, just an egg with a pigeon head on it, <laughs> with skin stretched taut over the surface. It so, literally looks well, like a, one of those those birds from Super Mario Brothers. If you're genetically engineering a pigeon egg, it's still going to be the size of a pigeon maybe we egg. just do mini dodos but i'm assuming it would get bigger uh, i mean there's some pretty big animals that come from little fetuses look, could, could we stick it in an ostrich i mean or a probably emu? not i mean it, it, it if they're if they aren't close enough i'm assuming it wouldn't work yeah. well here's the other thing i the only other reason i could think of to do it Barring the, you know, if, if they did argue the uh, the whole uh, environmental impact, what if KFC, it KFC stepped forward and was like, we want to sell Dodo? <laughs> I mean... And put like a billion dollars on the table. That, that would certainly fast track it. And like, but you know, Waffle House comes in at the last minute with like 20 bucks and they're like, give me them eggs. Well, and, and to your point earlier about, like, cloning miniature ones, yeah. they totally could do that, and they can call them Dodoritos. Uh, <gasps> oh, my God, you could buy a bag of them. Well, so this... would be delicious. From, from, from what this article is saying, it's not exactly cloning, but what mm. they would be doing would be taking the, uh, the pigeon egg and genetically resequencing it to okay. be the same as uh, genetic material that has been... Uh, sequenced from you know uh do they put it back in the bird dodos and yes i mean oh, you take that it out bird's gonna explode oh because because you're not taking an egg with the shell on it you're taking the ovum out no i understand that but when you put it back in the bird if it does go to the size of a dodo egg <laughs> it's like making <laughs> it's a living turducken it really is 
Except you're doing it. You put the turkey inside the duck and the duck inside the chicken. Okay. And then the chicken inside a fucking mouse. Now, Kevin, you just put the image in my head of a pigeon that's just an orb. That's what I'm talking about. It's just that I with a hand. Bird. Pointing in it looks like directions. one of the Angry Birds characters. Oh my god, David, can you please draw a pigeon? With a fucking cantaloupe-sized egg inside just, just, it. Just please kill me. <laughs> just with the, the eyes. Just boom. <laughs> please <laughs> kill me. <laughs> like it goes open its mouth and there's just eggshell in the mouth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, how big were dodo birds? I just see cantaloupe. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what cartoon or animated thing I saw that had a pigeon with eyes pointing in different directions. There's been a lot. Just a dumb, dumb pigeon. Yeah. That that's what I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh this is that's this a funny visual. This is once again turned into Mike murdering animals. Thank you for this. I'm not murdering them. Well, but I'm. I've. I, I'm we just bringing you the news of murder of people doing questionable things with animals. <laughs> But uh, oh my god! And and you know it, this this would give people experience and prove techniques to doing things with this kind of sure. And 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 you know you'd say you do want to save critically endangered species by doing something like this. Well, this is your starting point. You know you yeah, do the easiest no, one I, first. I, no, I think I the agree. starting point would be to like produce a species that's currently and, around oh i mean but this is <sighs> that's easy though you just get two birds to fuck yeah i mean that's kind that's, of that's that's what you're talking if about the species just, already you know, around there's science. already you know in vitro fertilization and you know freezing of you know sperm and egg and like if you're other... okay okay here's one pandas yeah fucking do it with pandas but then again, I don't know that pandas deserve to be saved if they yeah, won't like fuck. pandas don't. Ha- yeah, pandas don't have the will to live. I think they yeah. all like collectively as a species. Yeah, no, they're pretty much like we're done. It's like a whole species I of think, fucking eeyore. I think pandas are so bad at the whole sex thing. If I remember right, pandas are very re- resilient. Is that the right word? They don't like even if you in vitro fertilize pandas, they don't get fucking pregnant. Jesus. Wait, wait. What did what, you say the word was? Not resilient. I was trying to... Resistant? Oh, I, I, resistant, no, maybe. See, here's what I heard. I heard Insel? Brazilian. Oh, Brazilian. Brazilian. I heard Brazilian. They're very Brazilian. Like, where, the, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> they, they, they're Brazilian waxed Brazilian cake porn. I guess they may not be shaving them right. Yeah. Yep. Wax no, Brazilian. Gotta wax fart. it. But no, uh... <laughs> they, 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 I, don't, I don't know if... Then again, I, dodos might have been the same way. I mean, do we really know well, why they went extinct? That, uh, yes, actually, we do know exactly why they we went extinct. We fucking ate them. Like, yes. Oh, we ate them? The, we I ate one. They were delicious, and you know what else was delicious? Their eggs. We literally ate a species to death. God damn, we need to clone them dodos right now. I, that's, I why I was say, that's why I was saying, if KFC stepped up with a billion dollars and were like, make them, we're going to cook them. I, I, I kind of think we should make them now. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think even, even in the best case, were they thinking about 
like populating a uh, they were also island or in, something. They were also intensely naive in that they didn't uh, have natural predators. Uh, they were like, oh, hey, look, big pink guy. How you doing? Why are you eating my head? They're just nice. Yeah, they're just I, dumb. That's why, they, that's why I, you call an idiot a dodo. So I, I kind of think we should bring them back then and, you know, not kick out any uh, native species or anything, but... Oh, just, farms. Farm-raised farms, dodos. Uh, you know, museums, not museums. What's the word I'm looking for? The Zoo? museums, but with live animals. Zoos. Yes, zoos. Zoos are, are a thing. <laughs> yes, zoos. Yeah, living animal museum places. Uh, pets. Uh, pet, see, mm, they're like three and a half feet tall, and that's like having a I toddler. Mean, well, my, you know, my, my people whole, like exotic my, pets. And they weigh like 39 pounds. Uh, That's here, a lot of meat. My, that sounds delicious. That really does, actually. Here's my right. issue with this whole thing. Because if, okay. if you're going to go ahead and bring this population back, you have to bring back a big population or else it's just cruel. Because it's going to, uh, if the population isn't big enough, the, the, the species will die out again. So it's one of those things where you have to create a large enough population. And again, it's like... Number one, the amount of resources that would go into that, because it's not going to be cheap to do this either. Well, yeah, that's why I say you 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 basically eat them. You you go get KFC involved, like Kevin said. Y'all, hmm. the closest living relative to the uh, dodo at the time was the Rodriguez solitaire, another extinct flightless bird. Uh. On the mat near Madagascar, and do you know how it went extinct? We they were it. fucking delicious. <laughs> Just it's, more more signs that KFC is going to have to invest in these things. I swear to God, like that. It was the only two members of this species, which I think should just be called Numus Numus, because goddamn, <clears throat> we ate them to death. And so you I know, mean, it, it would help them out because KFC is going through some shit right now. Yeah, so, are I, they? Oh yeah, no, like they're they're having some real issues. I watch a lot of like business channels, just like like weird business news, and I like yeah. reading about fast food companies and that sort of thing. And yeah, KFC uh, is having some issues right now. Hmm. So yeah. So if dodos are this dumb, they sound way dumber than chickens. That is really, really difficult. I mean, chickens are dumb, but they I've seen, you know. I've seen things chick where chickens seem to be at least I don't know not as dumb. I don't know. Okay. Are, are, are dodos dumber than chickens? I don't. I don't know. I think they're just naive. I don't think they're dumb. I think they were naive. No, they they were naive because they had no scared. experience with man. So they they just, you know they have like no natural really predators. Run. No, they didn't have any. Yeah, no natural predators. Okay, yeah, no. So they, they were. I mean, so they, they just were had three no and a half feet tall, reflex. and they could probably they have a giant bill for like breaking shit open including skulls of their enemies so, so you had no fight or flight really they just no okay. mm-hmm. so they weren't that's dumb. why they were so easy to hunt yeah you just it sounds like you just walked up to them with a big old stick and hit them it, that's probably how it went some of the time and the dodos were probably and just like huh what's going apparently on apparently also it, to prove they were delicious you know what else uh, it wasn't just humans dogs dogs mm-hmm. would eat the fuck out of a dodo Dogs eat hey, the Mike, fuck what out of you were just talking yeah, that's true, about, including I, their own shit. So, what you were just talking about, I post a picture of it in uh, uh, host chat. That is exactly what you're talking about. 
That is Club, that is it. Him. It is a dude yeah. clubbing I, the fuck out of Dodo Bird, and the Dodo's just like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going? What you doing yeah. with that stick?" Oh wait, that's a gun. He's about to. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> pistol whip a Dodo to death. I mean, I might have heard this. I might have. They might have. You know, said something like this in school. It was why I had mm-hmm. the image of people just walking around and bopping dodos on the head. Yeah, I, I think the dodo Little is dodo one of the foo-foo. ways that. Oh God! Dodo I, I think foo-foo. the dodo is one of the ways that people, like children, first find out how cruel humans are. Is dodos? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. that's we drove because it's always in school. It's always well, like, remember, we drove the dodo to extinction. So it was just the beginning. It's, Fucking Spaniards. <laughs> always the fucking Spaniards, man. They can't go anywhere without killing everything. Fuck. Back then. <laughs> we love our Spanish listeners. Now. We would love it if you invited us over for paella. Oh, God damn it. Dodo paella. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, God, I, I still, still, want, I still want Dodo now. I do, too. How fucking good... I feel like it, and so, but I also, feel like Zoidberg with the fucking anchovies. You also have to realize it's probably relatively they were delicious. They, the, these were guys that have been eating yeah. hardtack and not much else for like I, 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 nine to twelve I, months. I was just reading a Wikipedia article. Apparently, some of the people thought they tasted kind of gamey, but they said some of them were only hunted for their gizzards because that was apparently the best tasting part. I'm not a big gizzard fan, so maybe maybe I don't care. Also, though, gamey, it depends on how you treat them. If you don't yep. have to chase yep. them down, you know, you, you do like today, you just get them in a room. It's like, hey there, buddy. Hey there. Bolt to the back of the head. Shit. Delicious. All right, well, you know what? We will be right back after these messages. And we're back. And David, you have some more news for us. Uh, Yes, I do. And this is actually a submission from the community. This is uh, something that Fry posted. Nice. Thank you, Fry. Mm-hmm. This is on uh, Sky News, which it, uh, the article is pest controllers using facial recognition software to kill rats in people's homes. I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, it, the the description of the, the headline here is um, incredibly dystopian. Let me read it. Okay. <clears throat> The software, which RentoKill began <laughs> developing 18, th- 18 months ago alongside Vodafone, will track what? the rodents' habits to help decide how to kill them. Oh my god! <laughs> we're, we're just like one little like variable switch away from them switching it on for humans. I was going to say, this is like Skynet. RentoKill, though. <laughs> yeah, RentoKill alongside Vodafone. That is... Which is a, a phone that, that's company. That's a phone company, right? That yeah, is. that'd be like, you know, in America, it'd be like alongside Verizon. Yeah. Ver- like, this is like a RoboCop level dystopia thing. Yeah, yeah. No, Murder Gun and AT&T develop new dog walking <laughs> technology. Yeah, it's like something out of the, the uh, Repo Man. Jesus. Or, um, yeah, it's, oh, jeez. Yeah, I just love that headline. But, um, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and read a little Some bit about this. fucking Douglas Adams shit here. <laughs> Um, the world's biggest pest control group is planning to eliminate rats through the use of facial recognition with trials now taking place in people's homes. Now, can I just ask if rats is like 
a, a code word for like a certain type of people or something? You know what, man? Like if you were to tell me that they were testing the software to apply it to humans later, I would not be surprised. Okay. Well, please continue. Yeah. Um, following laboratory trials, which helped the software learn about the creatures, it has now been used in real life settings. Rent to kill. God damn it. <laughs> says rodents are thought to be responsible for more deaths than all the wars over the past 1000 years. Yeah, but that's not fair because you're talking about the Black Plague and it's not necessarily. That's fleas. No, number one. Yeah, it wasn't even the fucking rats. It was probably more like the marmots combined with yes. the. Yeah. yeah, we're, we're um, not going to have the argument about rats versus marmots, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Ransom, chief executive, oh told the Financial Times... God, this is a beautiful slice of dystopia Holy here. <laughs> um, quote, with facial recognition technology, you can see that the rat number one behaved differently from rat number three. And the technology will always identify which rat has come back, where they are feeding, where they are sleeping, who's causing the damage, and the part of the building they are coming from, where they are getting into the building from, whether it's the same rodent that caused the out, uh, the problem last week. They're gonna they're gonna put this out in New York. Mm-hmm. This is to develop the technology. Yep. To develop the technology, Rent-O-Kill observed the rats in a controlled setting with cameras monitoring behavior and feeding this into an AI system. This used machine learning to build the recognition capabilities. It has since moved on to pilot programs and customers' houses to test the technology, and while remains at early stages, the company hopes it will make pest control more effective and efficient. Rent-O-Kill has been developing facial recognition for several years, but has moved a step further forward following the acquisition of an Israeli company. Holy God. There is so much going on in this fucking article. Is Rent-O-Kill, like, owned by uh, Northam... Uh what, what, I'm what's that so company? curious. Northrop Grumman. That's the one. Northrop Grumman. Yeah, uh, Rento Kill Initial. That's the company. Jesus God. Oh my God. Um, founded it based in Crawley, England. Oh, Rento Kill. Right. Um. Uh, it's, it's such a wonderfully dystopian, just like it's a horror nightmare. show. Right. Just. And it's just, again, like, you've heard about what's going on with the Bing uh, AI chat right now, right? Yeah, that's uh, a little bit. Didn't it, like, try to predict the uh, winner of the Super Bowl? Uh, more like it, like, is now arguing and gaslighting people who use it. What the fuck? Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm going to have to pull that up for when I do Dead Internet oh, 2. Oh, God, but, please. Like, we we got to get that about- going. Because thinking about that, like an AI that is, you know, meant to answer questions and it's now gaslighting people it's responding to. And now we're trying to use AI and machine learning to create Mausers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> like, this is exactly what the Ninja Turtles are fighting against. Yeah, God. Looking for Splinter. Mike, how do you feel about this? I, it's, look, after I saw the thing about uh, a British company creating what it called Skynet, I just... Oh, yeah. Did you see that, David? (laughs) I don't Mm -mm. know anymore. I think Britain deserves the 1984 Orwellian hell it's creating. Yeah, no, they've developed a new, uh, a new, uh, like, AI satellite system. It's fucking called Skynet. 
That that's wonderful. Just ev all these like different names in here and these juxtapositions in this article. Um, Andy Ransom, chief executive of Rento Kill. Man, fuck Andy Ransom. I'm just gonna say because you know what? It, they're doing all this and then they're just gonna put down glue traps. This Rento the, Kill. The rats are just a front. This is this is the pre-human trial stage of this product. Although, you know what this is making me think of? You could do a really sick-ass movie about a, a nest of rats who are defending themselves from these, like, mech drones. You know, I've still got, like, some scar uh, tissue emotionally from uh, Secret of Nim, and I don't know uh, if like, I can deal yeah. with that. No, no, I'm, do it, like, flushed away, but with, like, stop-motion robots. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you've, you've never watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots, have you? No, I haven't. I have not. There's a short in there of a... Uh, of a farmer who finds rats in his uh, barn. And so, you know, it's like futury. So he basically, it reminded me a lot of a uh, nope in that he, you know, gets a, a salesman comes by and like sells him on oh. these, you know, this rat killing drone. And it basically becomes a arms war between the farmer and the rats as they repurpose the drones they kill into weaponry. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that sounds incredible. Yes, that sounds incredible for a full-length movie, man. And uh, and and it, but it, I will say it ends on a happy note. I won't. I won't give. Oh it man! Away. So the farmer fucks a rat girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's an old farmer. Oh. So he molests. Oh, so he has a to rat use a Viagra first. Kind of reminded me of uh, of uh, Eustace from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Stupid dog. <laughs> Except not as old. Well, so I was right. It would make a good movie. You know, I'm sitting here realizing <laughs> something Mike said the other week uh, is true. Is there a voice I can't do? Um, I'm trying to think of something. The line must be drawn here. This far. No further. Oh, yeah. That's your Picard voice, right? Yeah. Start eight, like, five, I six, recognize oh, three, it. Seven. I recognize it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. Captain's log. Stump, stump. Well, you can't top. do Christopher Walken. That's true. You you, you you dipped into like a, a Jewish um, voice there oh, well, for you a see, little we've bit. Got this guy that comes in the store and he sounds like cousin Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And he, so, he used to be a uh, what was he, Mike? What did he used to do down in Florida? A plastic surgeon. He was a plastic surgeon. Now I'm pretty sure that what happened was he did a he did a boob job on a mobster's lady and made her eyes look like uh, her made made her boobs look like Ren's eyes from an instimpy. He had to flee. Here Jesus Christ! To yeah, avoid being killed by the mafia. This is veiny with horribly Cause, anyway. Because if you lived in Miami, why would you leave to live to live here? Plast a plastic surgery practice in Miami because he's been here. I think he left in the seventies or eighties. Oh, there was so much blow, mountains of cocaine everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an older gent. He is. He's an older. That, that, that's wonderful. Yeah. But, so uh, Rento Kill. Yeah, Rento Kill. Uh, <laughs> God, I couldn't have made that up for a comic and gotten away with it. People would have been like, "Oh, that's too on the nose." Yeah. Oh my God. Murder Corp, you know, just <laughs> fuck. Baby Slaughter Inc. <laughs> Hello, my name. What was that dude's name from the when uh, uh, a poo had the kids? Kid Kill, Harry Kid Kill. That was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn. Oh man, so yeah, that that's my uh, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story. Oh there. my god! Well, that's depressing. God, all the animals. I just feel bad slaughter. for the rats, man. I swear, just, it's like Mrs. Frisbee and the rats of Nim. Right, we're, we're learning how to slaughter things using technology a- that, like... Again... Like, I couldn't tell rats apart. Again... Like, I can't look at a rat face and tell it different I, from another I don't one. Think That's this racist. Is, I, ooh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think this is about rats. I think this is an excuse mm-hmm. before they move up to using it for criminal profiling. Like, like, like uh, the British government's going to get in touch with Northrop Grumman and be like, hey, we got something for I, you. I'm still questioning why would you need to know tell the rats apart it's like yeah hey crazy idea just fucking glue traps i mean do you need all that rat uh data all that rat intel oh wait yeah no they're gonna sell it to zynga i i think i if if we're going to this idea that like it's gonna be used to apply for humans you could put set these drones over a population center and find the right people using uh, like well not right people but like whoever your targets are so if you're looking for like you're looking for insurgents, a type of person yeah yeah if you're looking for a, uh, an insurgent for example in a foreign country you know right. your drones will be able to fly around and identify them in the crowd look i know well, i'm just gonna quote they're making fucking hunter seekers yeah yeah no this is terminator fuck I mean, yeah i mean no no this only- is fucking dune that too Oh no! It goes back to Dune. These are the Every, hunter seekers, man. Dude. I, I, yeah, they they're definitely. I'm guarantee you what it is is the uh, the, the the technology company behind it. Um, who was it? Vodafone, you said. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's yeah. Rental Vodafone, Kill and Vodafone. Vodafone. I guarantee you, they're like they're like. How can we test this, but not on people? How can we get around those pesky pesky laws? So Geneva right. Convention decided to partner with a because uh, uh, they're like well we can test on rats well lab rats are kind of unknown quantity okay let's go with uh, wild rats let's let's get with a uh, pest control company and maybe pro- this is the ratatouille sequel <laughs> oh my god and uh, dun, 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 dun. digitally profile some rats I hate this I hate everything we've just talked about for the last several like, or, minutes or maybe they're trying like to the turn dis- they're trying to turn the rats into consumers, give them their own little Amazon cards, and be able to oh, next day ship them, you know, cheese like, or whatever they want. Like, that's maybe the future is, like, they'll have these drones that will, like, come to you and show a little advertisement, and they can combine that with the Sony patent where you have to say the code word from the commercial to make the commercial go away. Because <laughs> you've seen that patent, yes. right? God, little person so sitting up, McDonald's! <laughs> McDonald's! God, could you imagine if Amazon got this technology and then, like, used it as portable advertising so you have, like, little drones flying around your house? I'm going to blow my fucking well, brains out. I mean, you, you've seen the Amazon house drone, right? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, what? They they have a... They're trying... Which one is it, Amazon? Is it Bing that Amazon owns? No, that's that... It, uh, Was it Microsoft? Ring? Microsoft Ring. owns Bing. Oh, Ring. Ring. Yeah, Ring. I think yeah. Ring so has... They're, yeah. they're coming out with a Ring product, Kevin, that's basically a Roomba, but it's a flying drone. Oh, hell no. And it fly, basically flies around your house. You can tell it. Like, say if you're... I mean, I un- kind of understand some use cases. Say you're away from home, and you think oh, I want to check on something at home. You pull out your phone, and you can tell the drone, hey, go here and let me see that. That I kind of get, but letting Amazon just 
basically fly around your house and look at what's in your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if they they change it to where it's like now sending you notifications? Hey, I'm, we noticed you're out of paper towels. Would you like to order more? Or <laughs> right. You know, this also reminds me, uh, didn't Amazon have a thing where, like, they could access your garage? Like, you can do oh, a yeah. service where... Th- no, yeah, they, they had a uh, a thing where you could put a little device on your garage door opener. So, when they delivered your... And it only was... It wasn't, like, through... Like, I don't know, where we live, the only way to get Amazon stuff is from, you know, one of the carriers. UPS, FedEx, or Mm -hmm. Postal Service. Or you can get it at... We're starting to get some Amazon-dedicated delivery people, but... Yeah, I see so many Amazon trucks here because I like the the county that I live in is like the biggest warehouse nexus in like I think the United States. Like, because that's all my county does now is they just give away like land to companies to make (laughs) these big fulfillment centers, and Uh, like it's a serious concern out here. Like, I think like fifty percent of our employment in this uh, county is Amazon. Yeah. But it's it's an absurdly high percentage. To to get back to your thing though, but yeah, there was a, the device you put on your garage door open out. They could trigger and open your garage door so they could put the pack. Ostensibly, they can put your package in, and it'd be secure. And then carry your fucking shit out. Well, here's the thing: is here's the thing though: is if I remember right, it had a camera built into it, so it could see what they were doing in your garage and keep a record of it. Uh, and also, they know which Amazon driver triggered it. And, you know, therefore there was not, you know, I mean, I, you have to think that if anyone could be trusted in that thing, I mean, if they're stealing from you, they're putting their jobs at risk. And, you know, it's pretty easy to say, hey, you they stole your shit. I'm not saying right now that maybe we should have a violent social revolution to like get rid of all this, but like it is popping oh, no, in my not. head. And and as someone that has had a you know big high ticket things delivered to my house, that kind of sounds appealing. Sure, but also that's a camera that belongs to Amazon pointed in your house. Well, it's pointed at your garage door, but yes. don't care. I mean, it's not a great look. Like, yes, if if it was a more reputable company. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. If, if, I didn't mean to laugh like that. Yeah. But, but. If it were a more reputable company like Rent-O-Kill. Yes, yes. yes. Rent-O-Kill and plus Vodafone. Maybe they'll like have a merge, a strategic merger here so they could be either... I rent- thought you were going to say a strategic murder, murder. and I'm like, that's kind of what they're trying with uh, rats. But it'd be like Rent-O-Kill or Vodakill or Vodakill or Rentophone. Rentophone. Yes. Yeah, I'd prefer it be Rentophone to be honest. At least I could <laughs> not tremble in fear. It, I would just have to wonder how the Vodakil. name Rentokill came about. And they are the world's biggest pest control group, apparently. Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. You can rent us to kill people or uh, animals. Sorry, my bad. I mean, I guess Fuck I guess it just comes from the fact you're paying them. Yeah. I mean, when you, you know, in America here, when you say rent, you think of something you are paying monthly for to keep. And, you know, when here in America, in. when you hear kill, it means to murder something. Oh, sometimes. So, all right. Well, now that we've covered that <laughs> bit of dystopia. <laughs> y'all mind if I go? There's a lot of my, it going around, man. Yeah. A lot y- of it going around. You mind if I go with my next one? 
Sure. Please. Fire away. All right. This is from MysteriousUniverse.org. Of course. Article is actually by Brent Swanser, who I've heard of from the show Mysterious Universe. Stanley Kubrick, mm. The Illuminati, Eyes Wide Shut, and a uh, Conspiratorial Death. So, it's a long article. So, I'll summarize. As you guys are well aware, there are a lot of conspiracies about Stanley Kubrick, starting, uh, no, most notably, like we talked about in the Moon episode, about um, mm-hmm. Kubrick filming the, uh, the, the fake moon landing to get a leg up on the Russians. Mm-hmm. You remember that, right, Mike? No. I mean, sorry. I mean, I mean, I didn't hear. I was reading the history of Rento Kill. Oh, okay. Which <laughs> I will regale you with when you're done with the sure. story. When it comes to my turn again. But what right. was that again? Uh, so we're all familiar with Stanley Kubrick's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole conspiracy yeah. thing, him filming the moon landing, and then uh, basically putting coded messages in uh, The Shining, admitting mm-hmm. to it due to guilt. For his uh, role. Or, well, that's All one right. of the things that they say he's admitting yes. to. Yes. The weird. other the other is that he may be conveying secret messages about uh, the U.S. gold standard. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, 2001 was uh, wow. a dry run on faking the moon landing to see if they could do it convincingly. So, so Stanley Kubrick was really, really into all this. Like, he, was, he must have been like an Illuminati or something. Well... <clears throat> It's funny you say that. So mm-hmm. he's a nexus of all these conspiracies. I know, and there's a dude on YouTube that loves putting this stuff forward, and apparently his channel is this amazing uh, mix of really thoughtful, well-written, thought-provoking uh, film analysis and just batshit insane conspiracy theory. Are, are, are you talking about Robert? Um, are you talking about collative learning? Uh, hang on. I'm looking because it thing. sounds a little bit like one of the channels that I watch. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can find the uh, the name of the channel here in a minute. Oh, no, it, it's cool. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like what not not saying that like college learning is that that guy that he's like crazy or anything like that. Like he does these incredible like one to two hour film analysis topics. Right. Um, but I've seen him dip into some like slightly conspiracy angles. Yeah. Especially right. with The Shining. Yeah. Uh, dude's name is Ager something. Ager. Yep, that's him. That's okay, him. great. Perfect. That's that's the guy then. So mm-hmm. the basic idea, Mike, you know, Kubrick's last movie was Eyes Wide Shut, which yeah. uh, was released in 1999. Uh, the filming of the movie is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest continuous film shoot for over 400 fucking days. All right, Jeez. that's Stanley. Yep, that's him. He was a he was a taskmaster and an asshole. Mm-hmm. So uh, the movie's based on this novel uh, novella. I'm sorry, called Trom Novel, Dream Story by Arthur Schnitzler. <clears throat> yeah, I got that out. Okay, but the basic idea is. Uh, Couple gets involved with a secret conspir uh, secret uh, organization like Illuminati esque, full mm-hmm. of depraved sexual sexual shit. All right. So what people think the Illuminati do? Yeah, aside from yeah. For the world. most part, like you know, uh, what people think uh, the Democratic Party is today, minus the Adrenochrome. 
So mm. it's it, it's always these weird perverted sex things. I, it says a lot about the people coming up with these theories. Yeah, well, it says a lot mm-hmm. that you know we're not going to go into that. Anyway, point is, uh, the conspiracy is that the movie was Kubrick putting forward what the Illuminati actually do because he was witness to it. And Mm -hmm. just after showing the film to Warner Brothers, Kubrick died of a heart attack on March 7th, 1999 in his sleep at the age of 77, which as most insane conspiracy theorists will tell you is the most suspicious death imaginable. Because they shot him with a heart attack gun. Because he got too close. And there were massive cuts made to the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, With some things never seeing the light of day. Saying that he put the truth of the Illuminati out there. It's all kinky shit in that movie. Like, you know, questionably young girls, you know, and crazy shit and all the masks and yeah, everything. Yeah, it, it is literally, quite literally, all the conspiracy theories about the elites and, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's literally like if you were to show that to a conspiracy theorist and say, like, oh, no, no, this is a documentary, they'd be like, oh, hell yeah, right on. Yeah, I literally haven't seen the movie in 22 years, so I it, don't remember It's a good movie. Anything. Like, I, I would love to see, like, Kubrick's intended cut. Sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. You're never gonna, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, yeah. the conspiracy theory is that Kubrick was killed because he was, again, putting coded messages in saying the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just, it's interesting. Uh, there's absolutely no proof of it whatsoever, yeah, except you know, for that Ager guy on, on YouTube. Right. Right, because that's what your article is talking about. The problem with the conspiracy and others connected to Kubrick's filmography is that it's all based on very little hard evidence, mm-hmm. leans heavily into subjective interpretation, it, extensive nitpicking, mm-hmm. and wishful thinking. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's all of the conspiracy theories with Kubrick, but I just think it's interesting that even his last film, especially his last film, the conspiracy became personal toward him. Oh, they, they actually name drop Augur in this. Yes, yes, they do. That's why I was looking through there. I was trying to find the name. Mm-hmm. He's got an interesting uh, channel. Like, uh, you know, take everything he says with a grain of salt, oh, just like you yeah. should take everything we say with a grain oh, of salt. Oh, absolutely. Do not believe a damn thing I say. But, like, like I, 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 I'm subscribed. I'm one of his subscribers on YouTube, right? So I... um. You know, I I watch his uh, videos and like he did a whole great um, series of videos about alien isolation and how well that that game. Oh, the game, yeah. So like, yeah. So he he does have some insightful stuff, but yeah, when when it's whenever he gets to Kubrick, that like he goes off the his, rails. his theories get a little wild. That's, yeah, that's understandable. Uh, I I feel like Kubrick. I don't know something about the man. He. <sighs> Here's the thing. Nothing about the films. That's not where I want to go. The films seem like they are full of conspiracy stuff until you realize mm-hmm. that he was just insane. Yeah, like um, we really should like because I know that we talked about like covering like supernaturally adjacent movies mm-hmm. and connecting them to like so Kubrick would be like one of the best episodes for us to do because of his 
like how he fuels conspiracy. And that's part and mm-hmm. because of like how like like when he designed because, I you know, I wrote that big old paper on The Shining. Um, right. Uh, yeah. So like part of the way that he tried to get us um, psychologically with that movie is the way that the sets were built. The, the sets do not make sense no. for the context of the building or even between scenes. Yeah, no, the, the, it, it's, it's, it doesn't match what the hotel looks like. And it, it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Like, the thing that always gets me every time I watch the movie because it's just so fucking disorienting is when Grady um, spills the drink on Jack. Mm-hmm. And then he, he takes Jack to the bathroom. If you follow the angles of the entrance to the bathroom, like where they they le- take off from in that scene in the middle of the ballroom, mm-hmm. that's where they end up in the bathroom. Like the bathroom is overlaid. It's like they do this like circle. Interesting. And it it, it gets to me because it's one of the weirdest things. But if you look at those angles, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, that is so weird. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I see why. Kubrick inspires this in people. So, yeah, he's definitely one of those where we could probably do at least a couple hours talking about his career and specifically like the theories that have become associated with him. Right. Because there's so many. There's so many. Well, it's definitely something we can put on the topic list and have a fourth year of material. Yeah, I, I think if um, I, I think our listeners should let us know if they want us to tackle any sort of movies. Yeah, let in us this know. Because, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mike, what have you got next? Uh, thank you for letting me get that out there. I just think it's mm-hmm. interesting. So, first of all, uh, Rento Kill was founded in <laughs> 1925. Oh, God. By Harold Maxwell Lafroy. I'm just really glad it wasn't Harold Maxwell Rento Kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> professor of Entomology at Imperial College London. He loved creatures uh, so much he had to kill them. Been invest- he, he studied them to kill them. Yeah. I love been, animals. That's why I like to kill them. He's been investigating <laughs> uh, ways to kill death watch beetles, which sounds really metal. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I've heard of those from an XTC song. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm just but looking yeah. this up. But yeah, so... Uh, and he had... Lafroy and his assistant produced an anti-woodworm fluid called entokill uh, from the Latin or Greek word for insect, ento, like entomology. Hmm. Um, that year he tried to register the name entokill, but owing to existing trademarks, he chose <laughs> rentokill instead. Jesus, okay. <laughs> this later became the name of his company. Rento Kill I'm sorry, Limited. that's that's really fucking funny. <laughs> just, he wanted to re- register Ento Kill, but like, no, someone already took it. So it's he like took getting poplars. a driver a license plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's either poplars or tasticles. <laughs> the founder, oh, Lafroy, was killed in a labro- laboratory when an experiment produced poisonous fumes. <laughs> so he ended up Rento Killing himself. Jesus. <laughs> this is. Oh, God. That's, it sounds like Jack Parsons. Oh, my God. Blew himself up. Uh, yeah. Okay, Death Watch beetles are basically wood-boring beetles that can tear an old building apart. Yeah, probably. And cause it very, to collapse. Very, uh... uh tend to use soft woods and joists. Uh, 
It, it, basically, if it's a building that uses soft woods, they will typically go in. Yeah. So, anyway, for my actual story, it's not very supernaturally or anything. Unless you, unless you want to argue a point, which is, I promise I have not been to, to uh, the UK recently. Okay. But a man in the UK stole a uh, semi-trailer full of Cadbury cream eggs. Mike, <laughs> if it had been you, I'd be mad that you didn't bring me with you. Um, he was caught, though. But he he stole... He, he didn't even steal the truck the eggs were in. He went, stole another semi-truck, drove it to the trailer of Cadbury eggs, hooked up to it, and then tried to get away. Now were Vin Diesel and Paul Walker with him? <laughs> family. And, uh, His family-sized cream eggs. chocolates for my family. But they 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 captured him on the highway a bit later. But yeah. unless you want to argue that I was somehow in two places at once, or was say possessing oh, the man, Mike, did you buy locate? I, I I don't. I'm not saying I did, but I'm not saying I didn't. I mean, it could have been in my sleep. I mean, it's it's UK Ooh, time. So. You did a, you did a astral projection with a physical manifestation or possession. Uh, yeah, it's true. You could have been a walk in because they because they were saying a. Uh, the man's name is Joby Pool, thirty-two. That just sounds like somebody that Sherlock Holmes would question. A uh, Mister Joby like, Pool, thirty-eight like thousand dollars. What's that? Uh, sounded, sounded like he wanted to call himself Joby Cool, but couldn't get that yeah. name either. Joby Cool. Yeah, it was thirty-eight thousand dollars or Jesus. thirty-one thousand pounds worth of Cadbury eggs. Was that like $48,000 here? That's oh. $38,000. Oh, okay. My bad. I said that first. My bad. Uh, but apparently when they pulled him over, he realized the, the jig was up. So he calmly, you know, surrendered to the police. Hmm. It's a fair cop. I tried it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I expected him to say. Well, you know, and the thing is, they don't call it the jig is being up over there. Yeah. They call it the whiz fizzle is flackered. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I wish. You know what they call a gun in the UK, right? Rudy Tootie point and shooting. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I thought that's well, you just... know what they call a popsicle, right? What's that? Cold on the cob. God, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh Christ! I I envy that guy though. I, it's it's a simple desire, and I can get behind it. It's like if they did a British version of Trailer Park Boys. That sounds exactly like something British Ricky would do. No, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, oh it also God. sounds like an episode of the Young Ones. <laughs> like oh, Vivi- Vivian, you know, is like eating the steering wheel and. Neil's like, guys, guys, oh, I don't know if this is legal, guys. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you for that. I really wish I had the chocolate, though, instead of the story. <laughs> um, David, you got anything else for us before we uh, move on? Yeah, we're on a big bird theme tonight. It's so um, <clears throat> uh, I have one from CNET. Scientists find fossil of largest penguin to ever roam Earth. Jesus, this is going to be a nightmare. 
Mm-hmm. They say it would have weighed 350 pounds more than an ostrich. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so while searching through the beachy boulders of New Zealand's South Island, a crew of international scientists stumbled on an exquisite find, fossilized evidence of two new penguin species that roamed or waddled Earth for more than, uh, more than 50 million years ago. Um, so most importantly, one of the penguins, dubbed Kumimanu Fortise, is probably the largest ever to have lived. Um... Let's see. Here's a quote from the co-author of the study. At approximately 350 pounds, it would have weighed more than Shaquille O'Neal at the peak of his dominance. Um, Cambridge University's Daniel Field said in a statement, For comparison, emperor penguins, a.k.a. the largest penguins now living, weigh in at a maximum of 100 pounds, according to a release. And a male ostrich, the largest bird alive now, can weigh up to 290 pounds. Damn, this is a big-ass bird. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. About the size of a human... Um, Christ. yeah, so there's this, there's this great picture. I'm going to go ahead and show you guys this picture because I know it's going to make you happy. Oh, uh, yeah? Because I, I just, I just want to hug it. Do you? There we go. Yeah. This is it in Host Talk? Like, penguin, pen, penguins are cute. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I posted in uh, Host Talk for you. I don't know. You ever looked in the mouth of a penguin? It's pretty fucking horrifying. You know, that's fair. They also mention, um... The monster penguin that Doug, uh, Douglas Dixon yes. predicted in his 1981 book. Yeah, the fucking whale size thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Afterman and Man Afterman are really fun yeah. books. Mm-hmm. And then the other species, Petrodiptes stonehouse, cons- uh, constituted five of the nine revealed specimens, was li- only lightly slart, uh, lightly slightly larger than a modern emperor penguin at about 110 pounds. Jesus. Still, like, a 100-pound penguin's kind of a scary idea. It's big, yeah. Now, yeah, one of those comes, like, sliding down a hill and spears you. Oh, yeah, dude, no. that's I, Here's the thing. There's two things I think about when I hear about this giant extinct penguin. Number one, H.P. Lovecraft predicted these in At the Mountains mm-hmm. of Madness. The giant <laughs> albino penguins the size of a man that were probably about weighing that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, second, the penguin from Mario 64. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a big, cute CGI penguin, and then you throw its baby off the mountain, and, like, oh, yeah, you, everybody... You were one of those. Oh, no, you were one of no, those. no, but I knew people. Yeah. I was like, Said don't do that it was... to the baby. It would have been roaming the beaches about of New Zealand about 57 million years ago. Mm. Um, saying it's one of the most intriguing fossil birds ever found. And then the article talks about some other huge-ass animals. Oh, oh um, really? Yeah, so, you know, a uh, dog-sized scorpion, apparently. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, a uh, dog-sized scorpion terrorized the seafloor some 400 million years ago. Jesus Christ, I hate that's terrifying. That. I fucking hate that. Yeah, so they found a big penguin. Let's bring that back. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think I'd prefer the yummy dodo. Yeah, I'd the- rather have a bucket <laughs> of KFC dodo. KFD. KFD. I wonder if penguins are hunted, like, for food. I don't I, I think they... I imagine they might have been by, at some point. killer whales, yeah. I have a feeling that, well, you know how they club baby seals for meat and pelt or blubber or whatever? I'm pretty sure that if they club penguins, they get it, club penguin. 
Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. Uh, if they if they beat penguins to death, it's out of spite. I, I'm gonna Google this. Are penguins edible? Uh, edible, and then yes. um, mm. te- penguins are technically okay to eat according to AmericanOceans.org. Great. So, so yeah, can you eat penguins or their eggs? What do they taste like? <laughs> okay. Are you doing this in a private browser window? Just I'm No, curious. I'm all public, baby. Oh, I'm all public. God. Okay, well, at least it's just about eating penguins. <laughs> right, right. Um, we can conclude whilst penguins are edible to humans, they do not taste nice. They taste like an oily blend of beef, codfish, and duck. Well, that's disgusting. <laughs> so I, I think I'd rather you eat could, it. You could. You could. You know, that's a question. Like, I guess we should, like, think about what cryptids are out there. And could you eat it? Hmm. Well, I mean, like, your, your less intelligent ones, sure. Like, you know, your thylazine. Uh, unless it's Mothman, then Mothman eats your ass. Yes. <laughs> In Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Mothman eats you. <laughs> I'm glad I got to do that. Well, a lot of people have asked this question on whether penguins are edible. Oh, shit, Cora. It's on Cora. Oh, great. <laughs> the modern day version of Yahoo Answers. The, the, the first answer, absolutely, exclamation point. <laughs> Consider that. Oh, wow. That's, that, that's uh, enthusiastic. Oh, no, yeah, it would make sense. A lot of mariners um, centuries ago would have probably gone after them. Well, in all fairness, mariners back then would have eaten anything like in the new yeah. last podcast they're talking about the tragedy of the essex which was a way a nantucket whaling ship um yeah you know what they were eating they hmm. picked up like 40 galapagos turtles jesus christ and we just kept them on the ship because you know they only eat like twice a year and they just let them wander around the ship and like got hungry fucking chopped the head off and Go to town on it. There are a lot of articles about the legalities of eating penguins. I Apparently, during the 80s, mm. at some point, penguin eggs were a delicacy. Oh, God. In in Japan, right? It's always in Japan. Probably. I, I don't know, man. This is... There's a lot... Jesus Christ. And there's, like, food blogs that I visited before that are doing articles about this. Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well... This is man. Just everything tonight has made me lose faith in humanity. That's great. <laughs> but come on, if there's if there's something out there, we're we're gonna eat it. That's just that's true. Nature. We're gonna eat it. We're gonna fuck it. Yep. We're <laughs> possibly both. Hopefully, so in this one order and not the other. So, what do you guys want to do? You want to do X or do you want to do questions? I think uh, we've only got like a question. Okay. Well, I was like, do we have to choose? Yeah. We normally choose. Well, which uh, one are we doing first? Yeah, let's let's do the question. Okay. All right. So, God Emperor Ghost Forge, do you think that the super whitewashy original human alien conspiracy stuff could be redeemed by just becoming fodder for fiction authors to mine and otherwise fading out of the actual conspiracy pa- spaces? Not that it's currently doing that, but if it did. Because, like, this is sort of what's happening to the Hollow Earth stuff. Mm. I yeah, like, Hollow Earth was a big part of the new Godzilla stuff, which I, I thought that was a fun little thing. Yeah, no, I did too. And, you know, it's part of, like, uh, the second Iron Skies movie. 
because uh, mm. they're reptil- uh, lizard people Nazis living in the hollow earth riding dinosaurs. So, so are we talking about like uh, in, in this question, we're talking about like the idea that like the Nordics or something? Well, you you know, the um, original humans are, you know, mm, brown people are from Earth, white people are from Mars. Oh, we're talking about the thing. days of Enkidu? The, um, the what? The, uh, the, the the alien family you told Inkidu. us about. I thought you said Enkidu. 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 Yes. Enkidu. Enkidu. Humperdu. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I love preachers so goddamn mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the whole uh, white people did it because we're from space and better. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's a way to redeem that. And it has been used in fiction before. And it's always problematic. I still love the term you came up with, David, which was bookstore racism. Oh yeah. Um, it, I don't know that this deserves to be redeemed. I, I don't know. Like the only franchise I can think of that kind of does it in a way that's not horribly racist and distasteful would be um, probably Stargate. Okay. Yeah. That's well. That's also like there's still there's still a lot of shit in Stargate. General. Yeah, I mean there's still a lot of shit in Stargate that's kind of like Ey. yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't. Mm. It's awkward. Like, Fifth Element. Yeah, Fifth like, Element well, did it again, okay, because they were like, just the Mandochiwa, and they were just giant metal U's that wandered around. Well, and then, you know, with, with the Hollow Earth thing, there's two parts to it, and one part fell off, and that was, like, the civilization under the Earth that had the magic that gave the magic. Shambhala. Yeah, like the the whole um, Ma- Helena Lovatsky, whatever that oh. thing that she was into. Yeah, like that's the, how the, the Hollow Earth the stuff started, races. I think. Yeah, well, partially. But, yeah, but yeah, but the whole it, root races thing. Yeah, so like it dropped, it dropped part of it dropped a real big racist load, which allowed it to be more. Oh yeah, acceptable. Yeah, and like even now, I mean, you think the Hollow Earth is is fading out, but. There's still people that think there are survivors from Moo living under Mount Shasta with their third eye and their mullet. You still have people who think the Earth is flat. Oh, God. And uh, again, the hollow flat Earth. Um, mm-hmm. the, the stuffed crust theory. Um, <laughs> I, God, it really hurts my fucking brain to think about. I've been reading for pleasure this week, and I haven't had to read anything that hurts my brain like that, so it's been kind of nice, and now I'm sitting here going, fuck. Oh, we can't have you detoxing here, so you're going to have to get back into something <sighs> crazy. You're, well, that's okay. I found a book called Dark Matter Beasts, saying that Bigfoot might be made of exotic matter, so uh, we'll be going over that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, thank you for the question, Ghostforge. Uh, David... I think it's time mm-hmm. for X to give it to us. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't have anything particularly great, but I think the discussion's going to be fun. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> this is a picture from uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, boy. Uh, and it's Dompe the Gravekeeper, and it's Link. I remember Dampy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, where are you on your journey toward enlightenment? Have you pierced the veil of illusion and ignorance? Have you experienced the Godhead? Do you hold your breath while walking past graveyards? So, gentlemen, where are you on your journey to enlightenment, and what is that enlightenment going to be? 
Well, you want me to actually answer that? Yeah, yeah, okay. that sounds um, fun. I'm actually kind of headed toward enlightenment right now. Um, from Because enlightenment comes from within. It comes from mm-hmm. understanding self, which also extends out to other people. Enlightenment is relative. Yes, exactly. Enlightenment involves understanding that you and other people are one. And I'm on my way. I had some revelations today, in fact, that I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also looking at those realizations and thinking, maybe I'm going insane. <laughs> so I'm definitely headed toward enlightenment or a nervous breakdown, which mm-hmm. may be the same thing. <laughs> Mike, how about you? What, what would so? What would you think? What What is your opinion of me on that? What do you mean? Like, if you had to guess what you think my enlightenment well, is? Here's the thing: I think you understand yourself very, very well, and I think you kind of have a better grasp on other people than I do. Oh, uh, there you're kind of wrong. I don't know, man. You, I, I get, I, so the people you know, a... you know well. I would say on a intellectual level, I can reason them out, but on a instinctive level, like I have no Mm. people instincts. I have to think of, you know, logically what people. Right. But I I would say I'm pretty enlightened i guess in yeah. that in that case I would, see that's I mean, what like, i'm saying i think I, you're kind of in you, you have a level of, of enlightenment i i have issues with myself sure but I don't. who doesn't part of part of it i know what my problems i know what my problems are is the thing yeah well part of enlightenment is accepting those problems yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I for a long time I've known it's like, well, if, if I wasn't this way, I really wouldn't be me. Right. Well, I'm, and I'm just going to go back and throw one other thing in there. You mentioned the Godhead, David, and I mm-hmm. touched the Godhead, and it's horrifying. Because I was, was going to make prepared. a, I was going to make a terrible joke. Go for it. All right. So you told me you touched the Godhead, right? Right. Did he come? Yep. That's why go. it was scary. It was terrifying. <laughs> the Godhead came, and I had to come back. Um, seriously, though, I've, I've, I've touched something larger than myself during meditation, and it was terrifying. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, that makes I, sense to me. At the time, I was not prepared for what I found. Mm-hmm. I, I think think you'll be really startled to find that what you found was in fact yourself no absolutely but myself is also more and yet somehow less but well that 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 we're not going into that david how about you where are you on enlightenment you know i i haven't really considered what like enlightenment like i don't know I, I honestly don't know because I I'm so busy trying to keep my head above water in a lot of different regards that like I've not yeah. had to yeah. I've not had that chance to be really introspective about that thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to. I mean, because I, I 
I have some stuff that's going on right now that like it's gonna right. like fuck me up. You know what I mean? No, I totally and, understand. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things where it's just like you know, I'm eventually I'm gonna have to really sit down and really think about some shit because like I do have um I I do have like things that are really really bugging me like um, no I gotcha yeah like I I had uh what uh, what amounted to like a bad trip at one point like what oh. it revealed what it revealed to me was like I am not in good in a good place yeah I had that too the first time I got high because uh, I had like a brownie the size of my fucking head. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like I've not even begun to really grasp this question of like, what is my journey towards enlightenment? Like, well, what what is that journey? How how is that journey going to look for me? Like, what is it that I have to do? Because nobody finds enlightenment in the same way. If we're thinking about no. it in those terms, your path is relative to yourself. So yeah. I've got to figure out like what the fuck my path is. Well, one of the other things I'm going to throw out there, and I don't mean to sound like I actually know what I'm fucking talking about Mm -hmm. for once, but uh, Mm -hmm. enlightenment is not a permanent state. No. And it is also uh, not permanently lost. No, because the the way that I'm... You attain and lose and regain enlightenment many times over your life. Yeah, I mean, because the way that I'm seeing enlightenment, enlightenment is just an understanding of yourself and an understanding of your potential. And things... An understanding of yourself, which leads to an understanding of others. Okay. That's me. Like, even then, like, yeah, even then, like, our definitions of, like, what we would consider enlightenment to be are different. But for me, it's like this. mm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, for me, it's this idea of, like, what is it? Like, do you how well do you know yourself and how well do you know your potential? And the thing is, like, that changes. Like, once you reach one state the relative position of all that changes. Right. So, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I've not really, I've not had a good chance to kind of investigate this shit for myself. Well, the good news is you're young. You have time. Yeah, I, you know, he, I didn't really think of it until just a second ago. But I will tell you one thing that will uh, fast track your ass to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, being single throughout your 30s. That really okay. has a lot gives you a lot of time and impetus for introspection. You know what else will uh, really put you on a fast track toward uh, attempting some form of enlightenment is uh, coming face-to-face with mortality. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm... I'm Losing someone causes you to think about your own mortality... And one of the things that really clicked in my head was uh, no matter how old I am, I really don't have enough time to worry about how much time I have. Yeah, I um like as a child, I had this really severe like fear of mortality i've I've probably talked about it before with you about like uh like staying awake up all night as like a six-year-old just freaked out that i'm gonna die in my sleep oh Um, you too yeah Yeah. um and and i've gotten better about it but things have happened now to where it's like i'm suddenly thinking about it again and it's one of those things where it's like i i was able to kind of get used to it get comfortable and realize now things are okay to all of a sudden it's like oh shit i'm gonna die well you know 
my version of that is I'm going to die. Period. Yeah. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe in 20 years. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, yeah. I, something. Well, you know what I mean, though. It, dying yeah. in my sleep, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. I may as well go to sleep. If I don't wake mm. up, I, it's not a hell of a, I'm not going to be worried about it yeah. uh, because I'm dead. I mean, but in generally, in general, most causes, I'd say your majority of causes of, you know, death in your sleep are underlying health conditions that are fairly mitigatable. Uh, yes. Like take care of yourself and, you know, generally, mostly I would assume it would chalk up to stuff like coronary, you know, heart attacks and shit. Sure. Um, I mean, there's other stuff, but I would mm. say the vast majority of it is that. Yeah. I mean, nobody dies of cancer in their sleep. I mean, not well, su- not suddenly, not without you know, like not without not knowing it's there. Yeah. Why have I got this giant lump in my head? Oh, I'm yeah. sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, not to say they didn't die in their sleep, but yeah, no, not without. Yeah. Not it doesn't come as a surprise. Like it's like I don't know. Nothing was wrong with uh, Bob, and he just died in his sleep. Of, cancer he just caught instant cancer yeah that doesn't happen i mean i guess there kind of could be but you generally be showing more symptoms than just right you're you seem healthy and then you're dead yeah um what is interesting mike uh, and and i'm just gonna ask this for clarification and also it's like getting kind of late in my brain's fried what do you consider enlightenment i i like i said didn't really consider it until you asked me a second ago so i was just going off your all's definitions okay that's fair so what are what are some of the responses in uh X to hey, this? There's literally just a handful of posts and the only really good one is the answer is Christ. Jeez, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like there is one other answer and it's uh, qu- uh quote I've been trying to awaken my third eye. I've never tried it because it was painful. I also haven't done enough research to know if I should be supplementing. So Okay. Not not a whole lot there, but I think the okay. discussion we got from the overall idea is more fun. But I, yeah. I do like that. You know, the answer is Christ. God damn it. I, um, no, it's, that's one of the things is, uh, I feel like, I don't know. It, it is subjective. I, I just feel like, yeah, you can yeah. read up about it, but like in the end, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, one of, one of the things I realized here in the last few days is Fear rules my life. Oh, that's, you know, Dune, fear is the mind killer. Yeah, no. Or like Dave Ross said in his stand-up, I fucking live in fear! So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, well, God, that was, a, that was a very thought-provoking question this time. Damn. <laughs> Thanks, 4chan. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, uh, God, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a fun one, and uh, we'll be back next week with a uh, regular episode. David's got a real fun topic for us coming mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I'm going to say is uh, load your buckshot. We're going hunting for something here in the Americas. <laughs> so, uh, thank you once again for listening you can find all of our information at supernatpod.rocks get in touch with us on our discord uh, discord.supernatpod.rocks and our contact form at contact.supernatpod.rocks 
Rocks. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Coda Otan at Retro.pizza. <laughs> and you can find the show at SuperNatPod at HorrorHub.club. David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'll go ahead and plug my Mastodon account, which is at HPKOMIC at HorrorHub.club. And if you want to have fun on Mastodon, join Hash It Out, which is a hashtag game that's kind of like at midnight. Um, you can find that yes. at... A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've, I've been really enjoying it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, at Hash It Out at uh, Retro.Pizza. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of centered around a couple of, uh, a couple of instances mm-hmm. there. Mike, anything you want to plug? Um... A leaky dam with my finger. Mike, are you saying you want to put your whole your finger in a dike? I was not going to go there. Okay. All right. Well, because, thank you for listening. That is an offensive. That, term. that, that is. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It is the correct term for a type of dam. He, yes. he, he just not referring to. He, a he just he just term. set you up, Kevin, and you just fell for it. Yes. I know, exactly. and I had to. You all, you always go for the low hanging fruit. So, thanks for listening once again. We will be back next week with more fun. So, until then, everybody stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Boop. Get me another piece of that KFD. I want that dodo so damn bad. It's coming to watch.